0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM.
1: This is Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Hi everyone, this is Randy Zuckerberg here. Randy Zuckerberg means business on SiriusXM Business Radio, channel one thirty-two. Thrilled to be coming to you from New York City today, and this is a great topic that I've been thinking about for a long time. The trend of today's week is on this show. We, one of the new things we're doing this year in twenty twenty is we're covering a new tech and business trend every single week. We're diving deep with people who are truly experts, and so this week is about. Bye bye cash. The fact that all of kind of the the systems of payment that we've been so used to for so many years are going away and there's this kind of land grab fight for control of the mobile payments universe. You have so many people from, from banks and apps and, and new mobile sites that are cropping up and and the phones themselves, they're all fighting for who's going to control payments in the next few years. Um, and so today's show is all about how technology is revolutionizing money, payments, and what the future of cash looks like. Where What does it turn into? There's now a myriad of different ways to pay um, innovations like contactless cards with your phone, mobile payments, digital currencies, things like Bitcoin gaining popularity. But it also raises some big ethical questions about who gets to control this essential function of money if it's not being run out of kind of the – the U.S. Treasury, um, who gets to control where the, where the money comes from, who runs our financial systems, and who has access to our data? I think these are all the big questions we're, we're going to cover today. Our first guest, David Jones. Uh, I'm so thrilled to have you here, David Jones, editor of Mobile Payments Today, a veteran business and tech journalist with multiple decades of experience writing about technology, real estate, and business. David, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Pleasure to uh, join you today.
1: I, I'm thrilled to have you. This is a topic that I've uh, been been thinking about and covering on the show for quite a while. Uh, but before we get into it, I love to start my show with a little bit of a game called Like or Dislike. Like. I like that. Or dislike. Hey,
0: You get nothing. You lose. <laughs>
1: Okay, don't worry, David, there's no formal preparation that you needed going into this. I've just, there are a few kind of headlines, innovations, things that are, that I think are interesting, and I'd love to hear if you like or dislike them and why. Um, For our awesome listeners out there, we're also playing along on social media, which we do every week. The amazing Mimi is in the studio with me, and she is on Twitter and Instagram as we speak on our handle, at Randy Zuckerberg. My name's with an I despite what starbucks always prints on my cards randy zuckerberg with an i follow along let us know what you think too all right david so the first cashless country sweden one of the most tech savvy nations on the planet is leading the way they are expected to become the world's first completely cashless country by 2023 um that means they won't be accepting cash any longer as a means of payment um what do you think of a completely cashless country like or dislike and why
0: uh, I think it 's a little extreme i i I see the benefit, but I also see the potential risk as well um, I think that uh, you know there are certainly some benefits to embracing mobile payments uh you know technology can really create some efficiencies in the economy and move countries ahead uh in terms of uh you know promoting e commerce but at the same time we 've seen here in the U.S. and in other countries, where there are certain segments of the population that get left behind when technology takes over everything, and when uh, you know larger government and, and industry forces try to push a system that may be a little bit ahead of the ability of certain segments of the population to to catch up. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that you know, in my view, I would rather see. An encouragement towards a cashless society, but also leaving a bit of a safety net for some of those uh, members of the population that still need to access cash.
1: I, I think you're absolutely right. And th- that was my first thought, too. On one hand, I think, you know, for me, I always feel a lot safer as a woman when I don't have to carry cash around. Um, sure. So That's something I think about a lot is, you know, how wonderful. I mean, there are times that I'll, I'll leave my house with just my phone and I'm thinking, oh, you know, OK, what businesses can I go into using just my phone <laughs> right now? And right. like, that's where I'll go. But I, I absolutely see your I, I share that with you, that it could accidentally discriminate against a lot of people if we go completely cash free okay next on the complete opposite side of that there was apparently just a a law that was passed in New York City saying that stores must accept cash Um, apparently a lot of stores in New York City were trying to go cashless uh, from there are a lot of coffee shops that no longer accepted cash car rides you name it Um, but Now that's illegal in place of New York City, you have to be able to to accept cash. So um, what do you think is uh, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, should we be requiring businesses to use cash or should they be able to pick the mode of payment?
0: Well, it's not as, you know, kind of black and white as it seems. I think what the aim of the legislation uh, is, is to make sure that the business remains inclusive. The business can still, you know, have a uh, majority of its business using plastic, using mobile payments, etc. But there needs to be a mechanism where customers who don't have, uh, you know, a mobile uh, wallet, or customers that uh, may walk into a business with cash, there needs to be a mechanism to accept it. The business can still innovate. I mean, if you're if you're 90% mobile wallet and credit card, and you're still letting people that want to pay cash pay cash, and they have mechanisms to do this, they can use a kiosk where people can, uh, you know, pay at a kiosk machine, or they can, you know, have a designated checkout uh, that accepts cash, but still, you know, streamline the business, innovate the business. You just don't want to have a situation where if I'm a, you know. Customer, I may be visiting New York that day, or I may be a student and I'm coming. You know, I need something to eat, or I need to, you know, buy some books. And I should be able to use legal U.S. tender in that store mm. without being turned away. Because uh, there's a history of this, in this country of people being turned away for things that, you know, may not necessarily be, you know, uh, very legal or moral. But you're still embracing uh, – you're still able to embrace and create more efficiencies in the business. I mean there's a lot of legitimate reasons for a business to want to encourage uh, you know, mobile wallets. There's a lot of legitimate reasons for a business to want to reduce the amount of cash they have to keep in the store. They don't want to have to carry a large amounts of cash to the local bank. So in mm-hmm. some communities, there are no local banks to carry the cash to. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you can have a balance. Yes. Um so I think and, and New York is not the first one to do this. I mean this has been happening uh, all across the country in recent the uh, last year or two. Uh, you had a situation similar in San Francisco. Uh, Philadelphia did it last year. You had the state of New Jersey uh you know there and Massachusetts for a long time has had uh, laws that allow you know businesses to accept plastic and accept other forms of payment but there has to be a mechanism to accept cash.
1: I, I think you're absolutely right. For anyone just joining us, we're chatting with David Jones, editor of Mobile Payments Today. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. Uh, David, uh, maybe you can talk to us about some of the things that, that you're most excited about and um, and how you really see technology revolutionizing payments and, and money as we know it.
0: Well, I mean, I think, you know, there are a couple of interesting things happening. Um, I really think that there's a, a great deal of innovation happening, both in the banking space and in the technology space, that are really going to, you know, make some incredible changes uh, in e-commerce and in payments. Um, on the one hand, you know, you have uh, banks that are facing new levels of competition from, you know, fintechs. Uh, these are largely startup companies uh, created by individual. Entrepreneurs, many here in the U.S., many coming out of Europe and expanding into the U.S., they're creating some uh, challenges for the incumbent banking industry, and they're and they're leveling the playing field for a lot of people who normally were shut out by traditional banking, um, and that's a good thing for creating an inclusive environment. I mean, if I'm, for example, if I'm a customer at a major U.S. bank. Uh, I may be in a situation where I have to keep a balance of $25,000 in my account um, in order to get you know, low or no fees in my account, to be given personal attention, uh, to be able to access uh, you know, various levels of services and loyalty and rewards and you know, extra perks for being a top customer. You're seeing in a lot of big cities where you may have, you know, one or two banks that are on every street corner, and the smaller banks either get consolidated or basically go out of business, and you have communities – I mean, for example, I live in Newark. I've lived in Newark for 24 years now. Um, There are certain, you know, sets of populations in these communities where you can't – get into a bank that will give you the time of day because you don't have the amount of money and the amount of leverage to get the services that you need. Uh, Let's say, for example, I need to go to a bank on a weekend. Um, If you're not in Manhattan, you have very limited hours to get to a bank if you need to make a deposit in person, if you need to access services. A lot of the ATMs in a lot of these cities, they're ATMs located in retailers or in bodegas where you may not be able to, um, you know, do anything beyond get maybe a couple of hundred dollars in a withdrawal with, you know, large fees. You can't deposit in these ATMs. You can't really get into your savings account in some of the ATMs. You can't get, you know, any kind of sophisticated uh, transaction activity. Um, And, you're seeing a lot of this not just in the U.S., you're seeing this in the U.K. For example, we just did a story, uh, Visa, for example, is, is doing something really interesting in the U.K. where you know, they are a sec- effect- effectively paying retailers to help uh, give customers back cash when they go to a local uh, convenience store or a merchant because some people have to drive a half an hour or an hour to get to a bank. Or to get to a full-service ATM, and that's a problem in a lot of countries where you have rural communities that may have, you know, limited bank um, access. They have limited ATM access. They cannot, you know, do any banking. If you're a business in some of these smaller communities, you know, you don't really want to have to drive 45 minutes to make a cash deposit to run your mm. business. And, You know, eventually, you know, if you're a small business, you need access to getting cash to the bank, getting cash from the bank, um, you know, making payroll, you know, various things. Um, And I think that what the fintechs have done is they've forced the incumbent banks to make some adjustments in how they approach the market because for younger consumers and small businesses, they're getting access to services that they just could not get from a major bank.
1: Mm, You're totally right. So do you think that, um, do you think cash will ever become obsolete or do you think that, that mobile payments and cash will just continue to exist side by side or they'll keep kind of like forcing each other to improve?
0: Cash is, you're going to see less and less cash. I mean, that's, I don't think there's any question that, you know, you're not going to see as much cash in the market for, you know, some good reasons, but, you want to maintain that safety net where if you need to access cash, um, there's a way to get it. I mean if you – for example, um, there are a lot of people who are lower income or uh, working-class people that do everything in cash. They walk around with cash in their pockets, hundreds of, hundreds of dollars of bills. They you know, do everything by money order. They don't have checking accounts. A lot of people don't have access to credit. Um, they pay their rent in cash or they get a money order. They go shopping with cash. Here's a, an issue that comes up a lot with access to e-commerce. If you don't have a credit card or if you don't have a debit card with a large balance, what do you do in holiday time or with, you know when you have to go Christmas shopping or birthdays and where all the, the great deals are online? Um, there are you know prepaid cards, for example, but those are, you know, have a lot of hefty fees that add up. If you're somebody that doesn't have access to, uh, you know, cash, or if you're not a kind of a preferred customer, um, certain people, because of their uh, work status, they may be living check to check. Uh, they need the ability not just to get credit, but to be able to move money quickly. I mean, imagine if you have an emergency. And you are at the doctor. You got to make a payment uh, to get seen by a doctor at the emergency room, or you need some money for um, you lost your job. You have a, a car bill. You need to be able to move money very quickly. Some you know you you need to borrow money from a friend. Um, college students they need cash all the time. Um, you need you need to be able to. One of the things that that uh, these fintechs are creating is a system where money can move at incredible speed, where you can get money from someone, you know, boom, in like 10, 15 minutes if you need to. Um, You're starting to see another example of how fintechs are helping level the playing field. There are a lot of fintechs now that if you have an account with them, they have what they call, you know, two-day advance pay, where two days before your payday, you can get access to your check. Now think about how many people you know are getting paid on the fifteenth thir- and the thirty first right. of each month, and they're broke on the thirteenth and the twenty eighth. Yep. They need to pay a bill. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can't I get you... a lot of that. You can't get a lot of that access at, at, at a major bank.
1: You're you're absolutely right. Um, in our our final moments together, what what are you most excited about that you think is coming up in the, in this year or the next few years um, in in the mobile payment space?
0: uh i think what you're going to start to see is you're going to start to see uh, mobile payments start to really take off finally in the united states it's been relatively slow compared to uh countries like china um you know places like india some some parts of africa Um, in a lot of countries in the developing world you had situations where people did not have access to credit where they literally jumped from cash Straight to mobile payments. If you go to China, more than half the population um, uses mobile payments. They use mobile wallets to pay for everything, and there are incredible uh, perks and benefits of using those type of services. They can get money quickly. They can do cross-border payments. They can get you know access to goods to very good prices. They can get uh, uh, gifts you know delivered quickly. Um, in the United States, you know, if you look at the major mobile wallets, you look at Apple Pay and Google Pay and Samsung and some of the others. Um, it's still a relatively small percentage of the population that are using these services. And what's what's happening is you're starting to see more and more uh, partnerships to encourage the use of these services. You're seeing, for example, uh, you know, the Apple Card, uh, which is going to you know enable you know, customers with you know good enough credit to use the iPhone as their uh, mobile credit card. Um, you're starting. Google, for example, uh, is working with City to uh, create checking uh, accounts where you're going to be able to use Google as a uh, essentially a, a digital checking account. Um, you're really starting to see some innovation from the entry of big tech and startup banking services that are competing against the major banks. And the major banks are being forced to react, and they are reacting. And well, because of that, you're, you're going to see you know, services get to consumers that normally d- didn't have access
1: I love it. George, thank you. Uh, sorry, George. David, thank you so much. George is our next guest who's coming up. Okay. So, I, uh, David, thank you so much um, for – I feel like you've really done a great job laying out kind of the landscape of what's happening in this space. And uh, I, I'm really glad that you joined us today. Where can our listeners go to keep up with you and all of your thought leadership and writing on, on this topic?
0: Uh, you can check out our site, mobilepaymentsday.com. Uh, that's the f- best place to access us, and uh, you can uh, also find links on that site. To uh, um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, uh, and you can you know get uh, access to you know articles that we've done. We've done podcasts in the past on this issue. In fact, I I think you mentioned George. I I, I did a podcast with his uh, partner, Lamine. uh, last year so uh, you know feel free
1: wonderful thank you so much Uh, David Jones it was great to have you on the show today editor of mobile payments today and uh, I look forward to to progressing and seeing where, where things go in this space thanks for joining us great thank you for more guest interviews check out our Wharton business radio highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play